From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Welcome. 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 <laughs> you beautiful. You sophisticated. You intelligent. You demure. You absolutely fantastic 12 and 0 undefeated regular season Florida State fans. I am Trey Rowland, and it is an absolute pleasure to welcome you to this instant reaction victory. I am here with Adam Brown, Kevin Little, and myself, Trey Rowland, and your Florida State Seminoles 12 and 0, a regular undefeated season. No, 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 not just. In Michigan undefeated season, an undefeated season where you tested yourself out of conference, LSU, Michigan, you ran the gauntlet of the ACC undefeated. My God, the absolute stress, Mm. dexterity, the immense fortitude you showed tonight to go into your rival's house. They had nothing to play for other than to ruin your season with the Tatester. Tate McGillicuddy. Tate Magic. They came in and he had a target on his beautifully manicured back. You did not care. You came in with one of the worst first quarters I have ever seen as a Florida State fan. Statistically, Aesthetically, it just, I don't know, artistically, absolutely gross. You came back and you're a Mike Norvell team. So, what did you do? You hung in there. You're a resilient son of a gun bunch. You ended up and you won. And my God, what a beautiful, what a beautiful rivalry game when the other team thought you were easy pickings. No, sir, not tonight. Florida State wins. 24 to 15 in a fashion not the I guess not the most visually pleasing but if anything showed over these past couple of days rivalry week is rivalry week and unfortunately the strength of the team sometimes does not matter you have won you have played every single team in front of you and have won and guess what there ain't many teams in the country that can say that especially at the Power 5 level. I am proud of these Florida State Seminoles. My word, it was a ride. Adam Brown, how are you feeling, my beautiful bald compatriot? (laughs) I'm I'm feeling like I need to calm down a little bit so my heart doesn't explode. Um, I don't know. We were talking about it off air before we kind of jumped on here, Kevin and I. and I think you kind of jumped in the middle of the conversation when you got on like, I never thought they were going to lose this game. I, I really didn't. Like, I was aggravated and frustrated with how Tate was playing. I was certainly calling him dog meat to Kev just because. What a Kev. fun group chat. Kev needed to be humbled. Kev needed to be humbled a bit. But at the same time, like we both were saying, like that Florida offense was unsustainable. But there just was never a point where I thought, okay, they're going to be able to do four quarters of this. And ultimately, that's what played out. Like, you just kind of owned them in the second half yet again. Um, and they, (laughs) who would have thought like that the run game would be the thing that led you. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit in our preview for it. Um, 
We knew that they were going to give up some explosive runs. Uh, it felt like Mike and the offensive plan was kind of like, look, we're going to stay patient. We we trust the defense to win us this game. We also at the same time know like they're going to give explosive runs up when we catch them in the right look and the right blitz. And ultimately, that's where it came, uh, or that's where that's where it came from. That's where your offense came from. And Tate did enough, and he didn't make the big mistake to cost you. No, other than the safety, there was never the oh my god, like the t- like the catastrophic Tate mess up. No, he. At the beginning of the game, I will give credit to the Florida defense. I thought they'd be an easier mark for our run game. They they played us very well. Listen, listen to this stat. Listen to this stat. All right, David Hale just just tweeted it out. Uh, Florida's fourth quarter: fifty penalty yards, four sacks allowed, and zero plays to gain positive yardage. <sighs> <I'm>... <laughs> Second half defense is insane. I don't want to say I don't want to say that's digging up in somebody's you know what, but yeah, it's funny that. The better coach team showed the most composure throughout the game. Dude, the way that homeboy spray spit in our <laughs> guys' fit. Like, if you're going to, I guess if you want to take the shot of spitting in somebody's face, maybe a direct line of loogie might be the best bit. Yeah. Then the, then the putting your thumb over the fire hose, like spray that is so yeah, clearly that. visible. That, that, dude. That disgusting hit on Tate Rodemaker when he was clearly giving himself up like five feet before the first down. The drive would have been over. You just you just had to you had to lay you had to lay hands on the Tate stir. <laughs> Once again, on the road, the better coach team won. And I have to give Billy yeah. Napier credit, in my opinion, for the way that he schemed up looks for his run game in a way that we thought was possible. I thought so he had he does, good man. looks for him, but man. Over a course of 60 minutes, just a very undisciplined effort from the top. As far as like total yards, Florida had 232. You only had 224, 134 through the air for Florida State, 90 rushing, which seems almost like monumental from like, what were your first two rushing plays? Like negative like 20? Well, like it was absolutely brutal. Minus 11. It was absolutely brutal, but I've got to give the Florida State defense for hanging in there, playing disciplined football. They had one turnover at the end with that Kalen Deloach interception. I thought they could add many more. The ends, Jared Verse, and especially Patrick Payton. Sparkling game. You played phenomenal. Kev, what did you think of the overall, the effort in this rivalry game? Are you happy with it? I mean, where are you at right now? Yeah, so I think we went into this game personally saying you needed the rest of the team to step up because, you know, Tate's going to be a new quarterback in a new environment, a lot of things on his shoulders. I mean, we've already documented he holds onto the ball. He he is a little bit slow progressing through his reads sometimes. He has a tendency to throw the ball into traffic sometimes, so they're going to protect him. They're going to to create a game plan that kind of keeps his throws predictable they're not going to ask a lot of them and they're going to bank on their team being the better team top to bottom just like ab was saying and in the first half they weren't um i'm going to be completely honest they they either weren't blocking runs well or they were missing reads on runs Mm -hmm. i think we can agree on that um it's hard to know what that was without a rewatch um 
Tate was holding on to the ball. He wasn't getting rid of it. When he did, um, there, there were a couple of, of things where potentially could have been drops or, or P, potential PIs that weren't called that kind of stalled drives. I think a big thing about Tate was that those, those three, those, those three delay games could hurt you uh, in another game. And they, they really did hurt you in the first half, but it was a completely different team. Everybody stepped up around them. You saw some explosive runs when they got favorable looks. Uh, you were seeing Florida a lot of times giving these two high looks and then bringing in someone late, trying to play games, trying to get that extra man in the box late to try to kind of, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, get a guy, a free runner on Tate or or kind of stop up the run run game with a, a pre-snap look. I think they ask a lot of quarterbacks pre-snap, which is probably why you saw Tate kind of getting those delay games. I, you see even Tate was up there making a lot of even Glenn was making some some pre-snap adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That's a lot to ask in a difficult environment, um, but they expect their guys to do it. And I, I think he kind of didn't sometimes, but he made the throws he needed to make. He made some some really quality throws and some Absolutely. really some really big times that third down throw. He per, he saw the blitz coming off the edge. He progressed from right to left. He read the whole field and delivered a a ball into the open guy to get a first down. That was that was really big and could have sealed the game if, if you if you got a touchdown off of that. But I I mean I, you got to be excited about this. Like this defense won you. Like although the the jury's still out on Tate, you could tell that they had the the bubble wrap on him still. The jury is not out on Adam Fuller and what this defensive unit is. I mean, that's a decent offense. I mean, they're a top 25 offense. We were coming in saying, well, they, they're going to get their 20, 20, low 20 points. And, you know, because they're a good offense, they scheme things up. That first half looked a whole lot like the UNA half where they did some tackle over stuff. They did some motion. They got some eye candy, tried to break Mm -hmm. some big plays. But ultimately, Florida State adjusted and and shut it down. And you know, hats off to the Florida offensive staff for for getting a few things in there. But they buckled down and held this this Florida offense to basically nothing. And that's 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 an Adam Fuller joint. That's a defensive joint. That's you're seeing Kalen Deloach be one of the best defense defensive players in, so in the confident. country, in my opinion. So confident. Jared Durst stepped up like that. Defense yeah. is is for real. I think That's the defensive great... line, defensive line, more than anything, like they they took the second half over, and really in the first half too, Malcolm Ray was making huge, massive plays over and over again. You saw him getting off of getting off of blocks. They did a lot of movement up front um, to try to attack this run game. Obviously, Verse was dominant. Gilbert Edmond uh, played a really good game. You, you know, you saw your backups and Edmond and Byron Turner go in there and not kill you, uh, which is something that people have been screaming sure. screaming about all season. But Edmund, I thought, played a good game stout against the run. Um, Braden Fisk, Braden man. Fisk, yeah, I mean, a kid shows up in a boot. The last point, Dre, I know where we keep moving here. Yeah, Braden Fisk shows up in a boot, and then he gets out on the field, and he's I mean, he's just a force. Fabian Lovett, you get these big games, you're going to get big game Fabian Lovett. That son of a gun is a dominant force. And the way that the game played out with just – the run of luck, just the run of chance, just the run of the game that they went. You needed your defense to keep it in it to not like be an inescapable outcome. And they did it. And we knew there would be a lot placed on that defensive line, especially mm-hmm. the interior of the defensive yeah. line with the way that like Florida blocks those schemes and th- their running backs, which were <laughs> underrated nationally. We knew that they were something to really be worried about. 
you contained them as much as you could. And I thought, man, your defense stepped up. Let's talk about the game chronologically. Because Florida State, the the first three scoring plays were not by Florida State. They were by Florida. Florida had you 12 to nothing. They had that Montrell Johnson five-yard run, which... Uh, it Don't had to be that. ACC refs. I've never it seen... Was. Listen, I'm, I'm so prone to hyperbole and like this is the worst thing ever. What do you want Akeem Dent to do not on that sack him. on the quarterback? He purposely held up, tackled him with his breasticles. <laughs> like he just chest bumped him and the kid went down far too rough. And then of course, Florida scores because you know, once you give somebody seven scores in the red zone, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. So just it's, that sucked. The kid made a field goal. They had you in just absolutely dire field position for most of the entire first half. And they got you 12 to zero when they blitz state. And he looked like a tranquilized deer <laughs> on the other side of a Ford F-150. Yeah. However, Kev, for you, what did you think of the offensive game plan? What changed on that long drive to, on the, I guess, the spitting drive uh, to score at half to make it 12 to 7 at the end of the first? I mean, I think Mike told you. I, you had negatives in the first few drives that really stalled things, right? This... You had that negative 12 yard run by Trey Benson that stalled the first drive. I don't like, I don't care if, if Tom Brady was in on third and 17, you know, Killed that's, it. yeah, yeah, it was dead, right? Third and 21 or whatever. The second drive that was on Tate, he had the delay of game that put you behind the change. You just weren't blocking well enough. You weren't running the ball well enough. And you really didn't, with that environment, you didn't want to put Tate in third and longs and ask a lot of him. So, the, the negatives were really kind of putting you in a tough position with it, with a new quarterback in a tough environment where you, you really don't want to ask him to push the ball downfield on third and 15 at the beginning of the game before he's really gotten any completions under his belt. Um, and so those negatives early on kind of stalled your drives. After that, you kind of, you got the big run play. You're able to get no huddle. You're able to kind of get Florida on their heels. They were able to, they weren't able to play as many games with kind of who they're bringing and, and kind of right. disguising their looks as well. And so then you got some easy completions for Tate. I thought that he made the throws that when the guys are open, Tate makes throws. Um, and he, he made a few clutch throws tonight. I, I don't mm -hmm. think overall you watch this and you say, well, he cemented anything. He is, he has limitations and you saw them tonight. Hopefully they're things that as he gets more game reps and this team gels around him, you you see less and less of those kind of hiccups. He's more comfortable making the pre-snap reads. He's more comfortable stepping in the pocket, knowing when to scramble versus when to um right. You know, when to hold the ball. Like I, I think there are some things there that you hope can get fixed with game reps uh, against a Louisville team before a bowl game. Um but the, uh, there was limitations, and they—I think there were purposeful limitations as well. Uh, I, I don't think that they were—they didn't want to ask him to to win the game. He made some clutch throws. I think he helped you win the game. Um, I don't think he was actively hurting hurting your team uh, long run. But that first quarter, really, a lot of it was because you just couldn't trust a new quarterback to to be the guy that's throwing 
that's bailing you out of third and longs. I would, no, I would also I, add, I would, I'm sorry, Trey. I would no, also I, add that the field position didn't help very much in making decisions correct. of what to do uh, with, with the offense. I mean, you were constantly in that first half backed up in your own end and not able to get a play to get you out, to get you out of there. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. The way that the game piled up, especially in that first quarter, the way that Florida was able to control the flow of the game, run it out. You only got three plays in that first quarter, and they were all backed up in your own end zone. It it was tough. It, it would be tough for anybody to ask anything out of their quarterback. And, and Tate wasn't his best moment, but. Tate is what he is, man. I, I mean, I, I agree. Now that's that, that. I I totally agree with you. He he has his limitations, but when he has a clean read, when mm-hmm. he has a guy that's open, he can fire the ball and get it there as good yeah. as anybody. His stats for the night: he was twelve for twenty-five, one hundred thirty-four yards. Like not great. He got he got robbed of a touchdown by a poor effort from Keon Coleman. Like there, yeah. there were yeah. some plays that he, he made with his quit. Like when he sees it, he will fire the ball off. It's when it things start to break quiet. down the improvisational ability. Like he does not have that, but he, he might not need it. So I, I thought that he played a great game manager game. The guy that I really want to highlight on the offense <laughs> side, the ball is Trey Benson a moron. Yeah, so can I can I stop you for a second? Yeah, there, there are some some very loud voices. We just uh, that I think are, it's a Miami. He's got to be a Miami fan. I yeah, that are just talking like about what Kevin, Kevin made these claims that Tate Rodemaker was going to be a better quarterback than Jordan Travis and blah. blah. Oh no! In my video, I clearly stated he he's had problems making bad decisions in the past. He's had problems with eye discipline and he's been had problems with, with holding on to the football. And you saw that rear its head. You saw him make struggles. He was not, he was not elevating the team out there. Like that's, I think that's fair to say, but he did what he needed to do. And I think you got to give a hats off to him in a tough environment. Like Zach. Yeah. Yeah. You can like how much confidence in Moxie that Brock Glenn has, but dress in here, Zach. You saw you saw a quarterback on the other side of the field that had confidence in Moxie. That was a young kid that didn't get a lot of reps, and you saw that he he made some mistakes and he made some throws that were were risky throws that you don't necessarily want out of the team that you think can win without making those risky throws. You know, like to, you wanted a game manager today, and that's to what he be was fair. Playing. To be fair to him, the absolutely disastrous, like head scratching play that he made a couple of years ago, that is gone from his game. I did not see that. Holding the ball on too long, unfortunately, I think that's something that you're going to have to deal with. But the decisive, and honestly, a lot of the stuff that we didn't think he had in his game, that route to Johnny Wilson at the end of the first half, he's got some anticipatory throwing. Yeah, that they, they found that out a lot. Dude, rolling out to his left, fantastic. Just a great throw. So you have tools to work with. The guy that I want to highlight on the offensive side of the ball, Trey Benson. Who? He had a couple of tough runs, man, especially on outside zone where <laughs> the one thing you had to avoid in this type of game was the disastrous, like negative 10, negative five run. Like you've got to keep your offense on schedule. He did not do a great job of avoiding that. But man, even accounting for that, 19 yards, 19 carries, 95 yards, five yards a clip, three touchdowns. 
He ran tough. He's ran tough all day. And man, when he knows, he's kind of like the, the the quintessential Mike Norvell running back. Two yards, minus one, two yards. But he knows if he keeps hitting it, he is going to break one big. And when he did, man, the game went with him. So huge props to Trey Benson. Three touchdowns on the road against a bitter rival that wanted to completely spoil your season. I think he had a great game, all things considered. Yeah, I, I mean, it's wild what they – so they went with the outside zone. They got counter going. If you if you listened to us on uh, Tuesday when we kind of talked about uh, – when we did a little look ahead on the UF uh, defense and team in general, uh, we talked about that they were not going to spill counter. Teams that have not spilled counter against Florida State have given up chunk runs to Florida State on counter. So that played itself out. I mean, they got a couple of good clutch runs off of counter tonight. They um, spilled they were, too. They were spilling. Huh? They were spilling yeah. counter. Were they? Yeah. I, a couple times I saw kicks. Um, okay. I saw them spill, so okay. I figured they were doing it a lot. Uh, either way, they, they were able to get counter going. I've got a – I have been more than anybody the most vocal about not running power runs – with multiple tight ends inside I was the dis- box. I, w- I, I think you're right, and I want to hear your opinion on this, Adam. I was disappointed formationally of what we did. It was a lot of pistol. It was a lot of, like, attached tight end, just not on the line of scrimmage, just yeah, off. Nub. Formationally, yeah. it was very vanilla, and we ran a lot of it the entire game. I've been begging. You've been begging, and maybe it's a limitation of, like, Tate's game the spread out like light box, the stuff that will dictate you a light box to make your offensive lineman's life easier and our run game easier. I didn't see a lot of it tonight. I actually did not see a lot of formational diversity tonight at all. What did, what did you think about that? Um, Do you agree or disagree? I I may be wrong. I disagree. I disagree with you actually. Um, I, I thought, I thought Mike did a good job of, I thought Mike did a good job of trying to dictate terms with their formations. Um, they, and, but, but at the same time, trying to protect, like you saw some of the, uh, some of the uh, unbalanced stuff. They put the tight end over and they did some of that stuff. They got the sack off of it late from Marshall off the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought they tried to be very safe at times with their formations to try to make sure that they were going to get the blitz looks or be able to cover up blitz looks to keep Tate safe. Um, there was some of some of that run game wise, though. I thought they did a nice job of creating voids and creating. They were Florida was going to sit in their six man box. I mean, they were not going to come out of it. So I thought you actually did a pretty good job of getting them to widen certain things. Uh, on the can I can we get an uh, unfiltered me on the unnecessary roughness? Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'll get in too much trouble. Uh, anyway, I thought they did a good job formationally. They sometimes they put the tight end on the line of scrimmage. I believe the outside zone run in the third quarter. Um, the, the tight end was up on the line of scrimmage, and it did a nice job. It got the end to widen um, out some, which created a, a nice running lane for him. But the, the the last touchdown run was a thing of beauty. They ran duo. They were able to get the corner um, engaged in in the run in the run fit, which teams have been doing to Florida State all year. Yep, he was not able to come in and engage in the run fit. He whiffed completely, and it was a touchdown run. And what was really beautiful, they handled it inside really well with Mo and um, Keandre, uh, left and right. 
Byers did a great job, but the tight ends biscuit. I can't remember if it was Preston or if it was Jackson West. I'll have to go back and look. It may have been what they had West out there more than I expected. That they would they the, the two of them working backer to safety was an absolute thing of beauty. Like mm. they were a, an incredible combo block. And look, I mean, I've been banging my head on the wall, like stop running out of tight compressed formations. And they did it in the biggest moment of this game and it sealed it and it won it for them. And so yeah. I've got to tip my cap. Like they're throwing a lot of shit out there trying to figure out what to do with this run game and try to get it going. We knew that they were going to get some explosives tonight because Florida gives the explosives up. Like that's yeah. what they do. They stay consistent with that and stop like trying to. They just stay consistent with it. They weren't going to ask Tate to win the football game. They were going to let their defense do what their defense does. No. It's shutouts in the second You're half, right. and they knew that they were going to get explosives in the run game when they got the 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 looks that they wanted. They got the calls that they wanted. I think you're 100 right, and it does it does give credence to like they finally hit them after a while. They stayed very consistent. They stayed very patient with the running game, and it it paid off for them. Ah, uh, just the second half. Two runs, two runs, <laughs> two runs off a tight duo tonight. Yeah, yeah, duo duo that, looked that, good. Kev, what did you think of the once? They were down uh, 12 to seven, I think, coming into the second half. What did you think of that first drive of the third? What did they change? Or was it just sticking with they, what remember. they wanted to do and continue they, to stick it with it? It ended up a three what and out, think? right? It, coming out, coming out of half the, end up the offense. Out. Yeah. 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 So, remember, man, this, they, this game they, war. They, they got, they got another, I think, delay game maybe or, or something kind of not going. Oh, it was like, I think they might have got one first down, and there was a PI on the RPO that like didn't get called. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they were doing anything different. They just you got to hit the explosives. You got to hit the plays, uh, and they didn't hit a few few of the downfield shots that I think they were hoping mm-hmm. to hit. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And I, I I think that you know Florida was being kind of kind of tight with their coverage and uh, making mm-hmm. that hard, and you didn't see. I, I think that Tate could have delivered some better passes down, mm-hmm. down the sideline. Um, but you also didn't see some of the things that you're used to seeing out of Keon Coleman in the receiving game. Sure. Um, that touchdown he, he could have caught, but it wasn't a great pass. But, you know, the, who's arguing there? There were a yeah. couple things where you're just like, well, it feels like they've made these catches before and they, they just weren't making them today. Um, and... I don't know. This is kind of what's bothering me is everybody's talking to Tate. Everybody's talking to Tate. Everybody's, this was a rivalry game with a new quarterback in a rough environment. Like, I don't, it oh, was Tate, it was Glenn, it was whoever. It's one of the worst environments you could, for your first, for your first like official, like real start, 11 and 0. <laughs> the, the, these, the crushing weight of the pressure of trying to like, carry forth Jordan's legacy into one of the best. It is. It's 11 and 0. It's one of the best regular yeah. seasons. A storied. Yeah, I guess. I think. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> one of the best, one of the absolute best regular seasons that a storied yeah. college football program has ever had. And it's up to you back up to carry it forth yeah. on the road. It's fine. He did not play his best game. He did not make yeah, all the throws. However, there's so much consternation about Tate. Like, 
It ain't let's, him. Let's, like, let listen. It, just let, let's let it. Let's let it lie. It's let's not let him. Let story continue to be told over the over this next week. Listen, this, when, this was the classic 2023 Florida State football game, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, this quarters of football. How, how I, come? I understand. Wait. I understand the consternation because this Florida defense is not a typical Florida defense. They are bad. We watch them on film. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are bad. I think schematically there are a lot of advantages that you could have like taken over them that you did not. Is what it is. The rivalry energy on the road is a massive disadvantage for somebody making their first their first play. Mm-hmm. With that being said, the disastrous Tate plays that everybody was like totally afraid of, there were a couple. The safety, 100% one, and then yeah. I'm not sure how many. <sighs> he didn't get bailed. Other than Johnny Wilson, his receivers didn't bail him out tonight. The, he yeah. made a well, great decision I- to Keon, and Keon should have caught the touchdown. Other than that, like he didn't have a ton of help, especially early in the game from the running game. And I love that they were patient. They stuck with it, and the kids stuck with it, and it ended up paying off for them. And I would say too, I would say too that the, the passing game is going to be a work in progress with Tate because he doesn't have reps with a guy like Keon. Right. Um, and and that makes it difficult. Like I think people will say, oh, he should be able to just go out there and throw the ball to him. It, clearly, there's not a chemistry between the two of them. Jordan yeah. understood what Keon was seeing, and Keon understood what Jordan was seeing. You don't see that. A lot if you watch Keon closely, a lot of times he's got his hand up, he's trying to signal to Tate. Tate's not even looking at it. Um, there, there's a reason, there's a reason that the ball found its way to Johnny Wilson so much tonight, uh, uh, for Tate as a primary receiver. Um, and, and that's fine. Tate was a decoy there. There, or Keon was a decoy. They're throwing a lot of bodies at Keon. Everybody is trying to take him away when his one-on-ones were there. Tate went to him one time. He, one time Keon, I think Keon stops running that route in the end zone personally. And then another time he stops running around on the deep ball that I think he's going to pop open right up the same. Tate, yeah. del- Tate throws a pretty good ball there. And Keon, I just don't think he expected the ball to come to him. And that's a yeah. chemistry thing. Like those two have a week together now where they've they're throwing to one another. Not that Tate hadn't thrown the ball to him at all during the, during practice throughout the season, but those reps are primarily going to Jordan Travis and Keon, and they're not Tate to Keon. So I think that it would maybe with another week that's gonna that's gonna help the two of them. Um I, I gotta say this that was a ballsy throw and a ballsy catch. By Tate to Jakai Douglas on that on fourth down. Oh, fourth. I thought it was fourth. Uh, yeah. Whatever the hell it was. That, I mean, that was that was a ball play right there. I mean, he fired that freaking thing in there, and Jakai just, I mean, he just snagged it with the dude all over his back. The thing is, so here's my thing Jordan Travis was a, a Heisman candidate quarterback. You have to expect drop off. Right. Absolutely. Like there's, there's a drop off. And like, I was upset when Florida state barely beat Miami at home. <laughs> and I got told it's a rivalry game and that these things happen and it's closer than it should be and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now it's like a backup quarterback got his first start in a rough environment on a rivalry game. Backed up, perfect, in his own the whole game. backed up in his own ends of the whole game. And now we're going to be like fire everybody because like, Oh, I dude! That, I think they did. Awesome is that is that excited. the vibe? Is that the vibe of the chat right now, guys? No, not the majority. There's a few people. I like hope 15, not. We got a thousand people in here, so shout out to a thousand people. Make sure you like. Love the you all. Twelve and zero. How many other? Not just 
FSU teams, how many other programs that have played college football for 150 years can say they have won 12 regular season games without any defeats? It sucks. It's a grind. It's a marathon. You won the games that you needed to win. And on the road, the the effort of your defense combined with the grittiness of your offense, my God, dude, this is one of the most magical Florida State regular seasons of all time. This is your two wins better than most anybody predicted you to be. If you saw anybody even the most Pollyanna sunshine pumping fool (laughs) that decided like, I would love to see their regular season prediction. How many on the books, 12 and 0 predictions were there? Man, I'd like to, I'd like to see one because I don't think they exist. This is an absolutely fantastic season, a great effort. I cannot imagine. And they knew those disgusting, those, Absolutely inflammatory swamp people with their Jordan Travis centered like sheets on their fraternity houses. Absolutely disgusting. I did much worse when I was in college. Still disgusting. I'll make sure that I'm appalled. They wanted this. Mm -hmm. This was to secure a bowl game for them. This was to annihilate a perfect regular season for their rival. No, 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 Cheddar Bob. See you later. Tate is better than you. <laughs> you won. It's an absolutely like there is there are oppressive environments in college mm, football. Yeah. And there's what your backup quarterback faced tonight, which is the it's top the tier. Absolutely the yeah, most oppressive the environments in football. And you came out on top due to your composure, your coaching in your ability to play a four-quarter game. And I will tell you what, man. Get your stuff dialed in. Florida State is still one of the toughest teams to beat in the entire country. Yeah. Now, their ceiling may not be as high as others, but their degree of being able to be beaten, it's tough to beat them. Just the way that they play, the way that they believe in each other, they're tough to beat. And guess what? 12 teams had a shot and 12 teams failed. And the next ones that will, I don't give them a good shot either because nobody has yet. So I love this team. I love this game. I love this victory. I love the circumstances surrounding it. I love the in-game circumstances. I love the way that they were able to pull out an absolutely tough, gritty victory on the road when they needed to. Guys, anything else to say before we wrap a bow on this and see you later? Go ahead, Kev. Yeah, I think Tate won one for you. Tate, okay, yeah. So the the conversation (laughs) is Tate can't win football games. Tate will never be able to lead you to, you know, uh, win any games. You know, Tate's a zero win quarterback. You know, if you he was successful against Louisville because they couldn't prepare for him. And, you know, he he didn't light the world on fire. And I'm not saying that he deserves to start next year, but he's he's a he's a kid that's put in his lumps at Florida State. He's been here when he could have transferred out. He stepped in a big environment. He honestly, he allowed it so you didn't have to throw a true freshman who has a lot of potential in there mm-hmm. and potentially put him in a situation where, you know, he he makes some mistakes that that kind of haunt him like Tate had to have happen when he started as a true freshman. He he 
that's that's a favor for Brock Glenn, and in my opinion, him him being there, him being a a, a constant presence. He's a knoll man, and he he's he stuck it out. And you know, I, I'm very proud of the kid. I'm very proud of of how he came out, and he and he and he <laughs> didn't make any mistakes. He didn't throw picks. He didn't lose you this game. He did enough to win. And like, yeah, he might not be the quarterback of the future. Yeah, you're probably not a team that beats Georgia in the playoffs. But who freaking cares? You're not with that kind of attitude, o. bitch. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't know if you were that team beforehand but now you're 12 and 0 and i don't care you just had an undefeated eight, eight regular season acc championship game on the line state champions tate rodemaker won you a game in the swamp who would have guessed that could happen in the summer nobody Not me <laughs> and Not me i'm stoked i think it's awesome and i'm here for it load the clip up Knowles. Everybody, everybody's our victim. Come on, Adam. How do you feel? I feel yeah, great. man. I, I was like, I'm you know, I'm not one that is overly fired up with these things, but I got in here like I'm excited. This is this is incredible. And I'm trying to be a little bit quiet because my wife's sleeping, my kids are sleeping, but Shh, they can sleep yeah, any other day of the week. Let it ride, big dog. <laughs> I mean, Let this it ride, shit's, it's great, man. We're freaking 12 and 0. Like, I mean, F it at this point. Like, well, let's ride. I don't. I don't give a shit what Kirk Herbstreet's got to say about Florida oh, State anymore. Oh hell yeah, Kirk! Not on our watch, baby. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is. Like, I don't need the Tate talk right now. I don't need the offensive line hate. Defenses. I'm not here for any of it tonight. Twelve and out. Get, Get out of here! Like, just hop Get off ass. of it and enjoy this victory. You just beat that team in front of Jeremiah Smith. Go land that freaking kid. All right. Two. How many how many tears is Tim gonna cry on the sideline? <laughs> Holy roll. Such good being a gator. That was so weird. Think about this. Loser. Superior there. They had What's Tebow it? there. Who the hell? Who did they have come out and be the freaking who bit? Like they had somebody else come out and be like, get out, just hop off. Like, come on, enjoy oh. this win. Like, just be all in with twelve and zero. Get your asses awesome. over to the battle get it and donate to them. Like, let's How freaking do it many? already. How many oh, people tears are bailing? People don't like that. Cry well, it's like, we lost like 100 people. Shit got real and everybody bailed. <laughs> Damn. Sucks to suck. Knowles are 12 and all. We love you. Knowles247.com. Subscribe. Get all the information. Or be crying, Tim Tebow. and don't know what's going on. Trust me. Don't want to have that option. It's embarrassing. We love you. 12-0, undefeated, Florida State regular season. My God, revel in it because there's a whole hell of a lot of programs that cannot. We love you. Keep chopping.